Hello there, all you creeps. If you're one of the many new listeners, or even if you're someone who's been around and has chosen not to rate and review us on Apple Podcasts, do it now, or I will forever haunt you in your home. That basically just means I will provide you with the best cuddling that you've ever experienced, and I'll probably do your dishes, honestly. You can also help support us all by giving us a five-star rating on Spotify and by following us on our social media at The Fright Crew on Insta and The Fright Crew Pod on TikTok. I also just want to tell you guys how much we adore and appreciate all of your continued support, and we thank you from the bottom of our decrepit little hearts. Now, roll the intro. (laughs) Welcome to... They're coming to get you, Barbara. What's spooky, you creeps? I'm your guy who claims he is a shaman and really likes his Nike tracksuit, but I'm really working for the devil in disguise, Jensen Harper. <laughs> And I am the mixture of blood and vomit that comes out of the shaman's mouth. <laughs> Just sprays out. Spraying out all over the ground. I love that for you. <laughs> I I had a couple people I was going to be, but I don't know. That, that scene just kind of resonated with me. It That's definitely a highlight of the film, for sure. Highlight of this almost three-hour film, yes. <laughs> which jesus christ yeah yeah we'll get there courtney who are we first we are the fright crew still Still here still alive yeah somehow we're still alive after watching a two and a half hour movie dude for sure they know how we feel about these long movies but (laughs) when it is a korean horror film it gets a hall pass i get that it and if it's a good film right that's that's what the key that too Mm -hmm. right right the big thing yeah but with that being said like what did you pull out of the body bag for what do we what do we call it hey there demons it's me your boy yeah (laughs) what did you pull out of the body bag for it i pulled out uh the whaling from 2016 fuck yeah you did dude a south korean film um i is this potentially the first korean film that we've done on the freight i think so i think so as well dude and that's shocking because i know some people have wanted to do like train to basan before and stuff but we haven't gotten there yet and yeah yeah so and there's so many good korean horror films out there too that's crazy but we're here doing the whaling and was this movie about three times as long as my pick last week? Yes. <laughs> Is that okay? Yeah, what was yes. your... The what, Demon. What, El Demonio. Yeah, but what was the... I thought that was like two hours. Mm, you're right, dude. You're right. For some thing? reason, my yeah. brain was thinking of last month's themes pick. It was like hour 15. No. This shit was like, what, hour 37 or something for El Demonio? So you're right. You're right. Not too much. Another hour, let's say. But here's the kicker, though, right? Where did we have to fucking watch this movie? <laughs> <laughs> well, it was on Amazon Prime. What do you mean? Fuck yeah, off. It was on Amazon Prime. Without yeah, ads? Did you watch it on like whatever that one thing was? Uh, Tubi, my dude. Yeah. Okay. Because there was this other one that I started watching it on and it had a bunch of ads. And I was like, there's no way in hell I'm going to be watching mm. ads on a two and a half hour movie. So I went and saw where else I could watch it. And it's on Amazon Prime for free. No fucking way. Yeah. God damn it. Okay. Well, I'll chalk it up to my own fault then. Jesus Christ. Okay. Cool. Well, yeah. So <laughs> I was about three and a half fuck, hours. I should have asked you before <laughs> if like you you like I should have asked you where you were watching it because yeah. I was uh thinking that you're watching on the same thing as I was with the ads, and I was like, right. this is gonna be freaking ridiculous. I mean, I think there were like four or five ad breaks, but like one of them was like literally five minutes long for the whole ad break. I was like, this is a fucking joke, dude, but whatever. So the whaling gush. Let's hear it, Courtney. Why do what made you want to pick the whaling for demons? It's your boy thing. (laughs) Well, I've been wanting to do a Korean horror film. Um, Train to Busan specifically. So mm. if we do a zombie theme or something at some point. Right. Um, 
but yeah. So when we, cause I don't remember who came up with this theme. I think we, we both kind of talked about it a little bit. Yeah. I think you did. Yeah. Mostly you. I think, yeah, maybe. Um, but cause we did the witch, like witch kind of theme. And mm-hmm. then like exorcism kind of demon came to my brain. Yeah. Um, and so I was kind of like going through like different options. Um, like, I think exorcism of Emily Rose. I was like, oh, maybe. Like, maybe. of course, like the actual exorcist. Um, but I was like, that one's too predictable. Um, yeah. And so I kind of just like Googled um, like exorcism kind of demon movies and went through. And then this one popped up and I was like, oh, shit. Because you kind of forget it's a like a demon movie because it kind of oh yeah it kind of has a little bit of like a zombie feel a little bit yeah a little bit but um yeah I like this one wasn't on my brain when I was thinking about it but um, no after I not. saw that one I was like okay that's definitely the one I'm gonna do right when was the first time you saw this movie um if you remember like around 2017 okay okay interesting see like. There's some movies that like I'm so far behind on, and this one I finally just saw for the first time last year, or the year before only. So it's pretty fresh for me. And this was only the second watch, and still a solid ass movie, dude. It's it's cool because it's like mildly like funny, you know. Yeah. Like, there's some comedy, dude, and levity, and yeah. like yeah, there's some like hits, and then it's like at points really gory really fucked up at some points mm-hmm. like the dog oh, yeah. death and shit so trigger warning for that um yeah there's some some heavy shit but it's also funny i i just love how like and it's also like very dramatic too like um the main actor i don't know the actor's name but his character was jongu yeah jongu he like he kills it in some of those scenes man for sure like when he's like crying about his daughter and stuff. I'm like, damn, I really feel this shit right now. <laughs> yeah. There's God in this chilies tonight. <laughs> <laughs> I can feel God in this chilies right now. Yeah, exactly. So sick, dude. Well, I feel like I've got a decent amount of trivia and I feel like you might as well. Possibly. I've got some trivia. I, um, I have like a little bit of like trivia stuff that I don't know if you have too, but if you have like a lot of it, you might have, I mean, Hey, um, I just I just pulled deep dive on the director. Like we said a long time okay. ago. I don't know why the fuck I was ever pulling trivia. Stupidest <laughs> thing I ever chose. But yeah. No so, worries. So there's no crossover on that. But let's let's get into it, dude. So let's uh let's hit up that demonic brain. There we are. Oh yeah. The um so The Wailing is a 2016 South Korean horror film um written and directed by Na Hong Jin. Uh The Wailing was released in South Korea on May 12th of 2016. Um, and the film was known in the out of competition section at the Cannes Film Festival in France on May 18th and was released in the United States on May 27th. Uh, the film was then released on Netflix at a later date, um, though it has since been taken off of the streaming service. Bummer. <laughs> it is yeah. on Amazon Prime, though, for free. So say no. Don't, don't um, you do that the to way- me. <laughs> <laughs> I know. But it took it took you it took me two days to watch the movie. And that's <laughs> even without ads. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yep. Um, so The Wailing was released on other streaming services like Fandango Now, um, Vudu, Hulu, and Apple TV. Um, so we have the cinematography by Hong Kyung Pyo. I'm very sorry. These these are hard names this time. They actually really are. Yeah. Um, it was edited by Kim Sun Min. Um, and we have music by Jang Young Yu. Uh, production companies are Sidemere and Fox International Productions. Um, it was distributed by 20th Century Fox. Uh, the release date, um, as I said, was May 12th of 2016. Um, has a runtime of 156 minutes, which is about two uh, two hours and 36 minutes, which is very long. Too long. Warning. <laughs> yeah. And the languages spoken are Korean and Japanese, so you will be watching this with subtitles if you do not speak those languages. Hell yeah. Um, and then we had a budget of eight million and a box office of fifty one point three million, which is amazing. Mm-hmm. Fuck yeah, dude. Um, so some trivia I have. Uh The Wailing is the third Korean film to which 20th Century Fox Korea contributed as a main investor. Uh, 20th Century Fox Korea is a Korean branch of 20, 20th Century Fox. I've said that so fucking much, I think. <laughs> 
<laughs> which mostly distributes foreign films for the Korean market. Um, and the whaling production team um, had very high standards regarding the level of completion of the film. Uh, to meet their goal, scenes were shot in real time. Um, so for example, daytime scenes were shot during daytime, dawn scenes were shot at dawn. And for this reason, shooting one scene took several days. Um, however, to make rainy scenes, they avoided shooting on rainy days for safety reasons. And instead oh. they employed a sprinkler truck. What? That's fucking crazy. crazy. I know. You know, that's so weird you say that. Cause like there were so many scenes that I was like thinking of, how do you get the timing of it actually pouring rain like this? But damn. Mm -hmm. Okay. That's crazy. And for a scene with heavy rain, uh, perfect conditions were hard to meet. So the scene had to be divided into three parts to create it in its entirety. Mm. Okay. And uh, no animals were harmed in the making of this film, even <laughs> the worms in the beginning that they were like sticking their little hooks through. Oh, yeah. Okay. Those cool. were not real worms. Sweet. Okay. And there's like some chickens. And honestly, your boy questioned it for a second. I said, I know. Yeah. They were like, real? they're they're really big on making sure people know that real animals are not harmed. That's good for sure. Because if this was like a 70s Korean film, potentially there would be room for. Yeah. I mean, our pick last time was probably death that cat that cat was mm -hmm. really dead i'm pretty sure <laughs> yeah 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 i don't like that and last we just have the ratings i don't have the letterboxed one this time um but i do yeah. have imdb at 7.4 out of 10 and rotten tomatoes we have a 99 percent. hell yeah for good reason i know and, uh, i think that might be the highest that's pretty high i i we may have covered like a hundred percenter before like an older one that was like perfect to critics maybe i don't know but I'll, you know what i'll go back and listen to every episode <laughs> um on letterbox we do have a 4.0 out of 5 hell yes solid stuff very solid fuck yeah dude sick well like uh courtney brought up the director nahong jin i will go ahead and do my little deep dive on him so nahong jin was born in seoul South Korea in 1974. He graduated from Hanyang University Erica Campus Department of Crafts, where he studied industrial arts. He began his career in the advertisement industry. He then decided that he was interested in the film industry, so he enrolled in the Korean National University of Arts and Media. Na began with making short films, of course. His debut short film was titled Five Minutes, uh, which was released in 2003. With the release of his second short film, he began to gain some notoriety. This short was called A Perfect Red Snapper Dish, which came out in 2005. This film got Na the award for best film in the Extreme Nightmare section at the Mise-en-Scene Short Film Festival. His third short film, called Sweat, which came out in 2007, got him another win, but this time for the Director Prize at the Grand Bell Awards, and also the Jury Prize from the Bouchon International Film Festival. A lot of words, man. A lot of words, names, Courtney. Ugh, you know how it be. She gets I do the know struggle. How it be. Yeah. So Nas' full-length debut was called The Chaser. This was released in 2008 and was met with critical acclaim and also commercial success. Believe it or not, um, this film quickly became one of the most viewed films in Korea, where it peaked as the third best-selling film of 2008. The Chaser was also screened at the Cannes Film Festival, and reviewers claimed it to be an instant classic. The Yellow Sea was his next film, which was a bit more ambitious, and this was the first Korean film to ever have a Hollywood studio collaboration with 20th Century Fox Studios. This screened at the Cannes Film Festival as well. Nas' third full length is, of course, this film, The Wailing. The Wailing succeeded commercially and critically, like Courtney said. The film also won some awards such as Best Director of the 37th Blue Dragon Film Awards, Best of Bouchon Award at the Bouchon International Fantastic Film Festival, the Top Film of the Year of the 36th Korean Association of Film Critics Awards, and even more than that. And Na has worked with other filmmakers as well as a producer and as a writer. Na wrote The Medium from 2021, which is directed by Banjong Pisanthanakun. That's a last name for sure. Supposedly, during the pandemic, Na wrote a bunch of scripts that he would like to make, and in an in interview, Na describes his workflow, quote, whenever I finish a film, I don't want to go anywhere near another one. And lastly, Na's next and upcoming project titled Hope will be released in 2024. 
So that's about it. Look forward to that. Um, have you ever seen The Chaser, his first film? Um, I have not. Okay. I, I don't think so, at least. Yeah, I mean, either. I do have a handwritten synopsis this time, though. Fuck, yeah, you do. I know. <laughs> it's crazy. Who would have thought? Yeah. I did peek to see if Nick Reganis wrote one, and he did. Ooh. And it infuriated me. I can imagine. No fucking business speaking the way that he does. I, <laughs> I hate it. <laughs> I get physically angry now. I'm gonna, like, come on. You mean he's not ever freaking... going to come on? And <laughs> <laughs> He's just listening to this right now crying. He has single tears leaving his eyes. I'm feeling Nick, you emotion. are great. You're a great writer. You really are. You know how to like use these big words that nobody knows. But also tone it down, bro. And like it doesn't make sense at all, but I love that for you. Anyways. <laughs> it's like I don't think it's like I'm even speaking real words most of the time right. when I read his. But Purdue's probably just like writing these synopses from his mama's and basement why, or something. Why does he do so many? He's on every <laughs> fucking movie. Why? Hey, I don't. That's his job, dude. I'm down though. I'm hella down, right? Yeah, I feel like that's that would fun. be a cool job for you. That would be sick, dude. Fuck yeah. Or you too, man. You just write your your little synopsis. Hell yeah, That'd be fun. I don't know. I'm not. I'm not the best <laughs> at writing. You do good. You do good. I try. Yeah. Well, sick. With that being said, let's move on to the heart. I was really struggling there. I was gonna try to come up with something witty, and I just I lost. So I just yeah. Here we are. The heart. Um. Let's let's hear this synopsis, my dude. In a small village in South Korea, police officer Jong-gu investigates a series of brutal murders caused by what is assumed to be a mysterious disease. Word gets out that a Japanese stranger who lives in a secluded house in the mountains is an evil spirit slash ghost that is responsible for the illness and all of the hysteria surrounding the village. Jong-gu decides to visit the stranger and stumbles upon an altar with a goat head, pictures on the walls of the deceased victims, and a violent guard dog that prevents their departure until the stranger arrives. Jong-gu finds, finds the shoe of his beloved daughter in the house of the stranger, and soon after this event, she becomes violently ill. More and more, the community and Jong-gu's suspicions fall on this newly arrived stranger, but there may be evil secretly lurking in the background. Boom. Love it. Nick is who? <laughs> yeah, Nick is who? For Mine sure. makes sense, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> just I for shits and giggles verbiage. later, I'm gonna I'm gonna go read his and just see what he put, dude. That's funny. I'm gonna get. Oh, I can read it right now. I'm gonna pull it up if you want to. It's pr- it's pretty small. I'll I'll pull it up. Do, 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 do. All right, here we go. This is Nick Raganis's vague but disquieting rumors of demonic activity shroud Goksung Goksung a sleepy rural hamlet nestled deep in a damp mountainous region as a rare spate of grisly murders coupled with fiery outbreak of an unexplained virulent disease bring disaster in the once peaceful village. From this silent but dreadful curse, no one is safe, not even police sergeant Jung-gu's only daughter, Hyo jin whose frail young body already shows clear signs of a vicious infection. <laughs> Um. Yeah, that's pretty much it. <laughs> I was reading it with you, dude. Yeah, that was. Does I it mean, make any fucking sense? I don't know what a sleepy rural hamlet means, but okay. <laughs> I don't either. <laughs> what the fuck, dude? I don't either. Rural hamlet. Maybe I'm stupid. I don't know. <laughs> hamlet. <laughs> like, okay. Cool. Yeah, if if your synopsis has fucking Hamlet in it, no, I'll pass. I'm going to go to sleep. I don't want it. No. All right, dude. Well, let's kick it off with the question of the hour. Courtney, if one of your loved ones was experiencing these things that Jongu's daughter is, uh, would you call in a shaman to get the demons out or whatever? Uh, Do you think that that would actually help them? What's up? What are you doing? Uh... That's tough because I feel like it also has to be like a cultural thing, you know? Right. And right. like, and like our culture, we don't do like rituals and stuff like that. I guess like maybe, um, like a little bit, but 
Well, like, what if it was okay? The equivalent here is what a Catholic priest coming in and performing an exorcism. So, what would you do? Like, is that what you're yeah, doing? No. So I don't know why I always put the curse on your sis. Sorry, sis. <laughs> but like, what if she was like in her bed and you had to like tie her down and she was like flailing and her eyes were white and she's speaking in tongues, pig Latin and shit. What are you doing? <laughs> you I would the speak back because I know pig Latin, but <laughs> I would maybe try to see if she can give me a little bit of it, like a little yeah. dose. And just then her and I would just both be demonic <laughs> together. Just popping off through Denver. Yeah. Through? Oh, yeah. That's just, yeah. Whatever happens to her happens to me. We're attached at the hip. There you and go. It's all part of having a sister. Yeah, dude. Of course. I love that. And next time those weird guys try to fuck with you, shit, they'll get their asses handed to them, bro. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The demons are out tonight. <laughs> Our heads Probably. are spinning. We're vomiting <laughs> blood and freaking yeah dude. other various Guts. liquids yeah various liquids <laughs> <laughs> fuck yeah dude they'll be yeah yep i love that yeah well to answer like the question like honestly honestly i don't know dude if chanel started going through something like that i just like i feel like it comes from desperation sometimes you know but like mm-hmm. and that's kind of like what is portrayed in this film that's what i like about it is this dude Jonggu doesn't really believe this shit, but like at the same time, he's just doing it because there's no other option, you know? And I think that's kind of where it comes into play is people just kind of do things because they have to, they feel like. So yeah, I don't know. I guess technically neither of us would probably not, (laughs) but let's get into some notes, dude. Um, So the movie opens up with a black screen reciting Luke 24, 37, 39, whatever that is uh in korean and i don't really know like what it's about but it's up there so yeah if any of our religious listeners uh know what that means then uh enjoy um we then see a man fishing inserting a hook into a worm for bait but then it cuts to jonggu our main character walking up in the mo- waking up in the morning and going to work as a cop fucking a man he's reporting to a death at a farm but then i think his mother-in-law um yeah Makes him eat before he leaves. And dude, honestly, I really love how this man eats. Like he eats a lot in this movie and I love it. I'm I'm here for it. <laughs> I know you hate it. So good. <laughs> yeah, the food looks good. I know you hate it, like the sounds and everything, but like at the same time, you know my man is just getting it in. He's just going. Respect. So Jongu shows up to the murder scene and it's pouring rain and everything, but I guess it really wasn't. Jeez. I guess it was just water. <laughs> well, duh. That's what rain is. So cancel. A man in this small village stabbed a couple to death and it's real gruesome. We also meet Jongu's partner, Il Gwang, I think is his name. Um, they go to where the man who did the killing lived and Jongu is attracted to like a flower or something like that. And then they find like a shrine that the man made with candles and all that jazz. So now a man is hiking through the forest when he takes a spill and falls halfway down a mountain. When he finally regains consciousness, he sees a nearly naked man rummaging through his things. The nearly naked man is also eating a dead deer or something like that. And we get a really awesome shot of him crawling over a rock. Um, that shit's crazy. That Cause is it's haunting. like mm-hmm, the music and everything. That's and his nightmare eyes. fuel. A little bit. Yeah. Could you imagine? No, thank you. Yeah, like just walking through the woods, just right. say like you're camping, and then you see a man with a tiny little cloth underwear mm-hmm. thing. They called it a diaper. It's not a diaper, but <laughs> <laughs> just eating a deer carcass, bloody. That'd be horrifying. I'm out, man. Crawling on his out. hands and knees. <laughs> Take me to the Lord. Like, I don't care. Yeah. Let me join in if yeah. it's going to be like that, but like don't. Don't touch Infect me. me, you yeah. know? Yeah, yeah. And that too. Yeah. Don't touch me with any of your naked bodies sir. in <laughs> <laughs> um, your bodily fluids. Oh God. I don't even want to know what exists under that loincloth. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't really leave much to the imagination. No, no. But cut to, it was just a story that another cop is telling John Goo. Um, well, I think it's the other, like the partner dude that goes crazy later. Um, this other cop, his partner, thinks that all these bad things have happened since this Japanese man has come to their town. 
There's a thunderstorm and it makes the power go out while they're sitting at the front desk. And then John Gu sees a naked woman or something like that standing at the door. And they're just sort of like screaming. There's a lot of like <laughs> screaming and <laughs> crying and a lot of like noises from a mouth. You know, I'm just like, what is yeah. going on? It's like sensory. There's all just a lot of noises in this movie in general. Yeah. It's a very like loud film in a way, you know, Yeah, but it doesn't I'm like sure with your loud. television and your freaking sound system. Hey, I'm used to it by it now. It was probably so. insane. <laughs> I was watching it on my wild, laptop yeah. with like the volume pretty low. <laughs> well hey it it works when you just have to like read subtitles right <laughs> true true so John Gu and his wife uh, who literally doesn't have a name like even on the cast list nothing so she, it's just the wife I think Um, they have sex in their car and then their daughter like almost catches them and it's pretty hilarious he's like screaming again this man screams a lot Um, but I really end up liking he and his daughter's relationship it's really cute and yeah too. you know you could tell he's very like like dad you know he's still like dad mm-hmm. but at the same time like you know he like fucking cares the shit out of her so mm-hmm. i really like that later that night he is reporting to another emergency he was late again and people are all upset um but then this lady starts attacking people and she's like trying to bite everybody john gu sees the japanese man there He's just kind of vibing. He's just like checking things out. And I love, we got to fast forward a little bit, like the twists and turns the story takes, especially near like the last like half hour, bro. It goes from, wait, who's, who's the devil? Tell me. (laughs) (laughs) It's wild. So John Gu's daughter brings him some food and he's acting all like depressed because he was attacked and shit. Um, Like I said, pretty funny. He's just all sad about it. But then he remembers that the naked woman that he saw was the woman who attacked him. And the next morning she is seen hanging from a tree. So as for the timeline, Courtney, like. I guess not everything is super clear to me. So like. There is an infection of sorts, but I think it's more. Almost like a metaphor. Kind of like, because the premise is that obviously like the devil, we don't know who they keep blaming it on the Japanese man, right? They, they think that the devil is in this town, this smaller town and it's causing people to like almost turn into like zombies. Like we said a little bit, which causes them to go crazy and like kill people around them, like one or two people at a time. And if it's like, a wife and a husband, like the wife gets it and she'll kill the husband and then that's it or whatever, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and that's, I guess it's just, it's a very strange film in that sense that it's not like, you know, they are becoming possessed, but in a very different way from like what we typically see in like the Catholic yeah. sense, almost, almost like what yeah. we were saying in the beginning. It's just interesting. So so one of the other detectives is there at that house that was on fire. Um, yeah, that one of the places they the attacks took place, the house was also on fire, I think. Um, he finds the knife that was used in the stabbings. And then when Jonggu is eating yet again, his friend thinks that the woman who went crazy is actually a woman who was raped by the Japanese man. We're just making a whole ass assumption at this point. <laughs> There's a lot, a lot yes. to unfold. It is, yeah. So essentially, there's just a bunch of different theories of what possibly could be going on. Is it mushrooms? Is it a curse? Is it the Japanese man? We don't know at this point, but, you know, everybody's got stories to tell. So so now a mysterious woman is throwing rocks at the cops, and now she's telling Jungu what she saw that night. She says that the woman had a shaman perform a ritual. She also tells him that the old woman who is dead told her that the Japanese man is actually a ghost. And if you see the man around, that means he's stalking you. But of course... He gets a phone call from his partner and he tells the girl to stay there. But when he gets back, she's gone. What do you know? And then he sees the Japanese man chewing on a deer again and he wakes up screaming because he was chased by him. That that seems pretty intense too. I like that. And his wife tells him that their daughter is sick and they also hear like a cat or something on their roof. There's like a lot of layers to this, you know, because not only is he a cop, he's trying to figure out what's going on with these murders 
potentially this ghost Japanese man who's also the devil who is causing all this stuff and now his daughter's sick and yeah there's a lot of layers to this movie like and with the the length of it you don't really ever feel it do you think so not really no because it it keeps your attention and like yeah things seem to um like transition in a pretty quick way to keep your attention so like we get the beginning part with like the um other people that get sick and then the daughter and then like more characters keep getting introduced and i think that keeps the attention because it's something new continuously happening and it's not just like oh the same people the same thing um and there's like other stuff thrown in too because it feels like there's a lot of different things like you get the like drama like kind of slow but then you get like the super violent the bloody um, right you get uh like the The mystery yeah the mystery part and then of course like the plot twist and all that stuff so they really they really do a good job at keeping your attention um with movies that are this long and i think with movies like this too they kind of do have to be longer um because there's just like pretty like extensive storyline yeah i could see that for sure yep so jangu and his partner see that in the paper they they said that it could all be linked to the wild mushroom but jangu wants his partner to take him to the man who originally saw the japanese man in the forest the one that like fell down the mountain and they all go to the forest where everything happened so that he can show them like where it all happened and stuff and then it starts pouring rain once they get to the spot where it happened. And the poor dude falls down the mountain again and then gets fucking struck by lightning. My dude is struggling. I really wanted to be him as a character as well. Because I was just like, this poor dude, like, mm-hmm. Japanese man cock in his face, <laughs> struck by lightning. Yeah. Like, my man is going through it. I actually was expecting that you were going to be him. Yeah, dude, for sure. The man is going through Oh, he was burnt to a crisp dude, he was in the dude, hospital. Yeah. And his like wife his mom. was like, yeah. I think it's his mom, wasn't it? Oh, was it his mom? Maybe. I don't know. She was like, yeah. with all of the um herbal tonics that oh, he's yeah, taken, yeah. And he gets killed by lightning. <laughs> Which, like, I think he survives, but yeah, maybe not. I, I don't know. Yeah. So, so yeah, at that hospital, a man upstairs becomes infected or like whatever you want to call it and like snaps his own neck. It's pretty gory and pretty wild and gross if you're not into that kind of stuff. Well, nobody's into it. Jesus Christ. But like, well, there might be somebody. But yeah, no. Later on, his daughter is going through it. She says that someone keeps banging on the door. A strange man, she says. And then she seems all good and stuff for a bit. For a bit, But his mother-in-law says that she isn't all good, homie. And she's going to call a shaman. So now we're getting deeper into this, like... You know, you know, something's going on with his family. So they decide to go try to speak to the Japanese man. So they're at his house. He's not there. And they're just like snooping around. They get attacked by the man's dog. And they also find a shrine of a bunch of different people from the village. And his partner also finds Jonggu's Jonggu's daughter's shoe. Jonggu questions his daughter about meeting him. And she starts to act all weird, like yelling at him and shit and like berating him. And she accuses him of like touching her, like molesting her. So mm-hmm. um, at this point, he was not... like looking at her wounds with the flashlight yeah. under her nightgown. She's like, what are you doing, Papa? <laughs> the... And she's like being vulgar as shit, too. She's Dude calling him like a what does like she a... call him? Like, like a... a shit fuck and all this stuff. I was yeah. Like, all right. All right. <laughs> Damn. Yeah. Yeah. So at this point, obviously, he's pretty down to call the shaman, you know, makes sense. Um, Jungu takes the priest guy or whatever to see. Okay. His, there's a lot of characters, the cop that he works with his, his partner, his nephew is like a priest or something. He wears like what priests wear, but he also knows a little bit of Japanese. So that's why mm-hmm. he's taking him. So yeah, he takes translating him, for him. Yeah. To translate. So they go to see the Japanese man again. Um, They try to talk to him about where all the stuff was that they saw the day before. He says that he burned it in his oven. The Japanese man claims that he's there just to travel. And Jonggu tells the man to leave the city. And then he starts to destroy his home with a pickaxe. The dog gets loose again and he attacks him. 
but like off screen and whatever you can hear Jonggu get the upper hand on the dog and he's like attacking him nearly kills him and it's pretty fucked up because he doesn't like kill him all the way like i said but later that night the dog is like still whimpering and getting pecked at by like crows and like the japanese man is just like sitting out on his porch i'm like damn that's even if it's a demon dog still makes me sad <laughs> i know yeah same yeah it's always the animal deaths Dude, i just can't real. do it yeah kids i don't care about as much for sure i mean it can fuck me up sometimes but it's it's the pets dude yeah so when they wake up in the morning there's a goat that's gutted and hanging from their doorway also jonggu can't move very well so they take him to the doctor and um they left the daughter with the woman next door and when they get home and see that she's they get home they see that she stabbed the woman they she fucked her up so later on the shaman gets to their house he's sort of walking around checking things out and he suspects something is wrong in their soy sauce, there was a dead crow, so he begins his ritual on the daughter. The shaman says that this is the strongest evil that he's ever seen, so he questions Jonggu about who he has disturbed, and the shaman tells him that he's not a man, but a ghost. So he's kind of perpetuating that whole myth or whatever. Um, at this point in the film, Courtney, like, do you trust the shaman? I do, actually. Same. I liked him a lot too. He was yeah. like one of my favorite characters. Yeah, him and his Nike tracksuit. Yes. <laughs> oh yeah, and he like is just absolutely getting it when he's doing those rituals. He's like dancing, ritual, smiling. Yeah. Oh, he's having the best shit time. Up. Bloody. Oh yeah, love he's it. Doing it. Yep. So they find more dead people in a well. They're just pulling them out of the well, and the shaman says that they have to eliminate the Japanese man. And it's sort of funny because after they talk about the ritual, the shaman just changes into a Nike tracksuit. Like I said, he's just like, "All right, we're done," and then he just changes. It's pretty dope. In front of the guy too, I was like, "All right," but you know, you know what's funny, dude? Now that I think about it, like obviously we always assume the listener has like seen this movie or is ready for the movie to be spoiled. So like, let's jump to the end, right? The Japanese man is. The devil, like literally. And it turns out that this dude is helping him. He's also bad. Mm-hmm. The shaman is bad. And yeah. I'm just not realizing how abrupt that or like like out of pocket it feels when he's changing and underneath his like robe or whatever as a shaman, he's wearing a loincloth. And it just yeah kind of hit my brain that like, hey, who yeah. else have we seen in a loincloth? So interesting. It's like those and little they, subtle things that you don't catch on to yeah. right away. Yeah, dude, that's that's good. So that night they're doing the ritual for the daughter, um, but in sort of a way of defense, the Japanese man is also performing his own little ritual with some chickens. And I love the scene where he's got like the the Japanese man has the chickens on the bus and everybody's just staring at him. <laughs> love that. So seemingly the one that the shaman is doing is beating out the one that that the Japanese man is doing. But Jonggu puts a stop to the entire thing because the daughter is getting real fucked up at this point and she ends up in the hospital. So Jonggu decides that he wants to go out and kill the Japanese man himself and his friends are down to help him out. What he really says is that he wants to see if he's actually a ghost or not. So him and like four or five of his friends, I think, grab a bunch of different weapons and shit and they head up to the man's house in a little cool little truck thing. While they're all there, the infected version of the man who fell down the mountain is there. And he attacks one of the men. And this is where, you know, I mean, th- this is kind of where you're like, this is kind of a zombie film, honestly, too. Yeah. <laughs> a little bit. Yeah. Like he's unstoppable. I mean, my dude gets like a fucking rake through his skull. Oh, yeah. He like ripped that guy's freaking cheek off, too. Dude, yeah, pretty rough. But anyway, they chase the Japanese man to a cliff edge. The man disappears and Jonggu starts to cry because he needs to save his daughter. But the Japanese man gets away. On the way back down from the mountain, they all get into a car accident because Jonggu wasn't paying attention. He was on his cell phone. And something hits their windshield. It was the Japanese man, I believe. Right? Yeah. Okay, cool. Just At sure. first, I thought it was like one of um, the people that was in the back of the truck just like oh, flew over. I Because he was like that. driving all crazy and they like weren't secured back there. And somehow they managed <laughs> to stay in the back of the truck. True, true. After that whole fucking thing took place. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, it was the Japanese man that got hit. Okay, cool. And so they all decide to throw his body over the railing off the side of the road. But 
that strange girl from like way earlier in the film, she sees this happen. And seemingly that whole time, the Japanese man was actually running from her. So this Mm -hmm. plot kind of starts to make you think differently. Like, oh, maybe it's actually this girl. That's bad. So, so Jangu goes to see his daughter at the hospital and they cry together because everything is all good now. End of story. That's where the movie ends. Just kidding. It was a really happy ending. The town completely healed. It's good. (laughs) Everybody comes back. The Japanese man left. Yeah, exactly. That simple. So the shaman knows that something else is going on and he keeps trying to call Jungu, but he won't pick up. And the other cop is going through that thing where he killed someone in a crazy state and now, and he's now all fucked up. Um, the shaman pulls up to their house now and he starts to bleed really bad. Courtney juice, Courtney juice this week. We got Courtney juice <laughs> and he's like throwing up his guts basically. Um, all because this strange girl is there. And he goes home, packs up his car, and takes off. While he's on the road, a bunch of insects are, like, pelting his car. But it was all just a mirage, my dude. So he finally takes the call from the shaman. Jongu takes the call from the shaman. And the shaman tells him that the girl is the demon, dude. Not the Japanese man. He was honestly just trying to help. So, like, the the shaman is saying that the Japanese man was just trying to help. But, okay, my guy. You expect me to trust you? <laughs> Jungu rushes back to his house to look for his family, but the daughter isn't there. He finds that strange girl outside. She tells him that his whole family will die. And this is all happening while the priest guy is seeking out the Japanese man in a cave. Back at the house as well, the daughter is just straight up devouring everything in the fridge. She's done this a couple times. And back at the cave, the priest is accusing the Japanese man of being the actual devil himself. Um, yeah, like in this section, there's a lot of like back and forth of different people doing different things. But Jungu believes that it really was the mysterious girl who did all of this. And in the cave, the Japanese man is telling the priest, like, you see that I have skin, bro. But whatever. But Jungu runs back to their house to check on everyone. He looks inside and there's blood everywhere. And he finds his wife in a closet near death. Um, the girl is also there and she was just trying to help. But oh, well. Only a couple more notes. So back at the cave, um, the devil him fucking self is taking pictures on a film camera of the priest just being all scared and shit. The shaman shows up to their house and the daughter is sitting on the front porch step, but he ignores her. The shaman goes in and takes some photos of her of, of everything. And he drops a box full of pictures of all the dead people. So turns out they were working together the entire time. <clears throat> uh-huh. Sneaky little snake. All Sneaky that. The, all fucker. the theatrics. And look at him. Yeah, dude. He killed it, honestly. Oscar goes too. <laughs> but damn. Yeah. Yeah. Fucked up. Yeah, dude. And the movie ends with John Goo telling his daughter that everything will be okay and a really sweet shot of them laughing together on a carnival ride. It's actually really They do up. that. They do yeah, that. Because you've shit. seen Train to Busan, right? Yeah, yeah, dude. They did You're the same like, okay. shit at the end of that movie. Yeah, dude. Pulled oh, yeah. up my heartstrings. Like I was sobbing. Yeah the fuck man well you gotta yeah what? and he's like saying he would always protect her oh yep yeah dude it's real fucked up like it's it's pretty savage and like i said like the makeup on the japanese man is pretty dope <laughs> oh yeah it's yeah super cool um yeah. and just that whole final scene though where the little girl like kills her fucking grandma and her mom that was right? brutal and it was just like Gives you the heebie-jeebies. Yeah, it's definitely uncomfortable for sure. Yeah, yeah. Sitting, the little girl's just like sitting there, like freaking exhausted, covered right. in blood, and like just cause this entire like gruesome scene in the house. Awful, wild, dude. Yeah, and like you were saying, like a lot of the the gore and stuff is like on point, dude. Like it's they don't fuck around, they don't hide behind anything, they. They show you like when the dude, when the shaman starts getting like his bloody nose and then starts puking up all that blood and stuff like it, it's grody, man. It's pretty gnarly. I'm really curious to know what they used for like the vomit. Ooh, potato soup. (laughs) (laughs) Actually, actually, I could definitely see that cream of chicken. Yeah. From Panera. (laughs) (laughs) Chicken and wild rice. Yeah, exactly, dude. Um, yeah, effects are great, and 
it also makes you think like what's cool about it when you watch it a second time or if you look back after your first watch like you think about how that strange girl was just trying to help and like she was actually a very good like deterrent obviously against the shaman who was like also mm-hmm. evil or whatever yeah because she was she had so much like power that she was able to like make him nearly die or whatever so but yeah the way that it's all laid out man it's it's twist city you know you're just like the whole time you're like wait what's going on <laughs> yeah so hell yeah dude you got anything else to add i don't think i do okay well then we can get to the next section and rate this bitch all right, let's get to the cause of infection death. Boom. It is your pick this week, Courtney. So I would love to hear, like, what do you rate this, dude? Because I like to I... guess sometimes, but I don't know. Ooh, you could, you should guess, and I'll guess yours. Well, I know we have such common taste and stuff that, like... <sighs> I'm I'm gonna guess maybe like a four point two. Okay, you're fucking good. It was a four point three. Damn. Like, damn. Right. I was gonna say a four point oh. Pretty close. But okay. okay. I was gonna say yours is a four point oh. You know it, dude. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you. It's okay. so fucking funny how we know Look each other's taste, dude. <laughs> oh man, crazy. people like people won't well, believe not crazy. it. They're gonna call yeah. bullshit on us. We've been doing this for two years. We should probably know a yeah, little bit yeah. about our taste by now. Exactly. But like, I just know like for you, it's got like that like right bit of like gore and just like yeah. craziness. And yeah, the I, I I can guarantee for you reasons that it's a 4.2 and not higher. Runtime is one. Yeah. That yeah. if somehow if it could be shorter, that it would probably increase it. Um, And past that, I don't know. I mean, that's about the only complaints you'd have or do you have anything else um no really yeah just run time and um like just like a little bit of like slower parts yeah, um yeah. and like of course there's like filler and stuff that they they add in there that can sure. be done without but i mean it's filmed so well that it is it really doesn't bother me it really is yeah it's shot really beautifully and you know, man, I don't, I don't really have anything else to add to that. You know, I agree. I think for me, it is a bit of runtime. Um, I do one minor complaint for me is like when plots kind of jump around so much to the point that like, I always put it to, if I put like my parents in front of this movie, well, shit, if they could get past the captions and all that first off, but if they literally sat and watched this, like, I think they'd be left a little confused and yeah, you really have to like bind yourself to the story and stuff. So that's probably one minor complaint of mine is like, just due to the fact that it's playing with so many different topics and elements. Like, is it this wild mushroom? Is it a zombie infection? Is it this Japanese man who's actually a spirit or is he the devil? <laughs> they're, yeah. they're playing with a lot. There's a lot of different characters. Um, so Probably my only two complaints. Runtime and kind of all over the place, but still- it was, yeah, a little all over the place. And a lot of just like kind of random stuff it seemed like. Sometimes, yeah. Um, sometimes. But but still dope. <laughs> definitely. And with like the um like makeup and stuff for the devil, like that was so freaking cool. Dude, I know. And he's just got this like film camera. You're like, all right, all right. Love That's what that, you should dude. be for Halloween this year. Just straight up, <laughs> just like the <laughs> devil with like a little yep. cloak on with a fucking camera. Yes, <laughs> let me get out my diaper. paints, my face paint. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> glowing red contacts. <laughs> Fuck yeah, dude! So sick. Well, got anything else to throw out about it, or are we all good? I think we're good. Okay, I think we've we've said what we've needed to say. Sick, dude. All right. Well, outro time and announcement of next week. So. All right, guys, that was The Wailing from 2016. Yeah. Right? Okay. Directed by yep. Nahong Jin, I believe was the name. Um, Yeah. Uh, fucking good time. Good good pick, Courtney. Definitely off the radar for, like you were saying in the beginning, like, oh, yeah, I almost forgot this was like a demon possession film, but it is. So 
good on that, dude. We definitely pulled out some strange shit per usual. What are we doing next week? We're going real traditional. You actually referenced it earlier in the episode saying it was a bit on the nose, yeah. but yeah. a few things about it. Yes, we are doing The Exorcist, the original. Um, We have to. We have to. It's Here's, the law. It is. Did for the very, very long time listener, if there's a few of you are still around, you might remember we did this a very long time ago. Like literally when we first started, I think it was like our sixth or seventh episode. It was like way long ago. It was when it was Wit and I, and I think Jacob was on. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. So we did it a long time ago, but I can guarantee it needs a refresh. Like I didn't give it justice. I'm very pumped, especially with the new Exorcist coming. Have you seen previews yeah. for it, dude? I have. And I've what had people think? send me some stuff. I'm really excited, actually. Dude, same. I am always going to catch the like new installments of like old horror films mm-hmm. that they they make yeah um, like hellraiser the new one was actually pretty good um yep, agreed new chucky was good yeah so i'm excited because they they can do some cool shit now that right. they of course couldn't do like when the original film was made so i sure. hope that it's not going to be like super cgi and that it's going to be like Legit. not cheesy yeah. But, yeah yeah but we'll see i'm, I'm it excited. looks pretty solid dude yeah mm-hmm. like every time i've seen the preview um i'm just like okay that i i first saw it about three weeks ago maybe whenever oppenheimer came out and i went and saw that it was like one of the previews and i was like oh like i actually didn't know what it was at first and then it was just like i i heard like the theme that they kind of play like dun, yeah you know the chiming and i was like yeah. oh is this the new Exorcist movie? And sure enough, dude. So looks pretty solid. So I think uh, n- us covering the Exorcist again and getting your perspective this time too um, will be a good like timing thing with the new one coming out soon. And, yeah. and we're supposed to, guys, you know, never take us for word for word, but we're supposed to have our good friend Jason on to discuss this movie with us. Um, uh, let's just hope everything works out schedule wise, but. Yep. He is a busy boy. So yeah, for sure. Everybody's busy. So we get it. But yeah, um, he was, he's been on one time, I think only, but he's a good friend. So um, we'll love to have him. So if you want to catch me online, you can find me on Instagram and letterbox at Jensen Harper. If you want to find Courtney online on Instagram only, uh, it's little sky dancer. If you want to find the two of us online, it's just on Instagram at the fright crew. Courtney, what should the listener do to us? Little demons. I should give us a rating and review. Yep. Uh, preferably a positive one yeah um, so. and then we're not gonna have to invade your small village and cause mass hysteria <laughs> and jensen will dress like the devil for halloween if you do Thank and you. i'll take pictures of your bathroom and send them to yep. you <laughs> <threaten> <laughs> mildly. <laughs> he'll take a picture of your dirty dishes in the sink yeah dude <laughs> see the mold in your kitchen yeah fucking a. yep the mildew <laughs> so, in your shower exactly your gross yeah yeah just gross shit wash your <laughs> towels people you know <laughs> yeah all right guys well um if i were to say anything stay vomiting rice soup wild rice Ooh. soup chicken yep. and wild rice fuck love yeah to dude. See it. we love to see it goodbye okay goodbye <laughs> 